0: And now, welcome to the Just The West Podcast.
1: Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Just The West Podcast. I'm your host, Just The West, and I am at home, at my office, and I have my co-host, t up on the line. t up, you there? What up, Just The West? This is... Uh...
0: I we, we have arrived.
1: Yeah, man. So I was looking forward to this day to start the week. March eleventh, for those that don't know, technically it's not officially NFL free agency, but March eleventh within the within the league, teams can start reaching out to free agent players where your contracts expire, you can go ahead and not get in trouble for tampering, per se. You can reach out to players and their agents, and you can talk numbers. And so uh, what we're going to go ahead and do on this podcast is there's already been a couple of announcements throughout the NFC West for signings. And technically, it's not official until March 13th, which is on Wednesday. And that will make it official. Uh, but it's pretty much, at least from what I understand, it's pretty much a done deal for some of these signings in the NFC West. And you know, obviously, there's more to come because technically we have two days: today, tomorrow, and Wednesday before free agency starts. Uh, TF, I'm sure, like today, you've been checking out Twitter or ESPN. I mean, what's your thoughts so far? Just to start off, quote unquote, the off season.
0: Yeah. No, I'm totally excited. It's um like you said, I was just been on the Twitter feed all day and trying to you know, trying to keep my finger on the pulse. Um uh, some interesting interesting uh I guess it's not a signing, but it's more commitments at this point. Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, yeah. Verbal commitments. I mean you pretty much thanks to the internet, thanks to Twitter, like it's Twitter is great for the sports, by the way. If you don't follow Twitter already, but I mean, that's how the news first breaks out. I mean, that's why you have Ian Rapoport, Adam Schefter, like some of the top hitters in, in the league. They get the source, they tweet it right away, and it rolls out like clockwork. Like fans like me and you, Tom, we could find out within an instance uh, of really the numbers and some of the things that go down. Now, obviously, you know, we'll find out some of the finer lining of the details like guaranteed money signing bonuses and all those stipulations within these contracts come like Wednesday time I, I would imagine but you know for the most part we, we have the numbers and you know we can talk about you know Antonio Brown we can talk about Trent Brown we can talk about Quan Alexander for example I mean these are big names that happen like Sunday Monday that really kind of unfolded right now and yeah let's let's talk a little bit more about it to you up yeah,
0: for sure, and you know, like these. Uh, back to what I was saying, like the commitments. It's you know the teams that have been eyeing a certain player during the off season. This is their opportunity to, hey, we're going to snag you first before you can hit the market, and let's, let's let's get this done. So, yeah, no, it's pretty, it's pretty tough um, the way that it's set up, and you you just see how the sports news is, especially ESPN. It's NFL is like they're trying to bring the hype to it because you know NBA has been overshadowing the NFL for so long so um, yeah it's free agency is like a big thing it's like taking on it's like almost like fantasy football and you know everyone's keeping track they got the boards they got how much signing for you know people are just so in tuned to free agency more nowadays
1: I mean what a time actually you know like Adam Schefter I mentioned before he's like you know Adam Schefter is to NFL as the Woj bomb. AJ, you know, Woj is to the NBA. And so, like, when news breaks out, he's, like, the go-to guy. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but actually they did, like, a kind of like a Schefter watch where they literally had a video of him just, like, going through his phone and waiting for tweets and phone calls. And everyone's just like, yeah, you know, what, what's Schefter doing right now? And it's uh, it's come to that. It's 2019, and people are very much plugged into um, the offseason. I truly feel like the NFL, it's a year-round ordeal. I mean, there's the draft, there's the combine, there's free agency, then, you know, preseason and football, like the season period, you know? What a time to be alive. What a time. What a time time to be alive. So let's go ahead. Let's get started. I mean, the first thing that really, and this didn't really even happen today. This happened on Saturday, for example, um, because you can do trades, you can re-sign your players, um you know players that are released you can pick up um you can do that prior to wednesday you can do that be- beforehand and so the biggest thing that went on the nfl league calendar that i'm i mean it is what it is but pittsburgh receiver antonio brown he's gonna be 31 this year he has six straight seasons of 100 yards catches 1,200 yards receiving, and there were rumors that he was going to go to the Niners. There were rumors that he might go to the Cardinals. Uh, there were rumors they might go to the Broncos, Chiefs. I mean, you get what I'm saying. And so Friday night, there were reports from uh, from Rappaport that he was going to go to the Bills, and then everyone was like, oh, my God, like, a big fuck you to Antonio Brown. He's going to, like, Buffalo Bills, for example. Um, but apparently he has, like, an unspoken no-trade clause because apparently... He wasn't going to sign with the Bills, from what I understand, and so the next day, on Saturday, I think it was Saturday night. Uh, check this out—he's a Raider now. He traded a third, a fifth, and that's it—a third and fifth round pick to Pittsburgh, and they trade him to Oakland. And so, not only that, they restructure his deal, and so he gets three years, fifty million dollars. But here's the kicker—he wins. He gets paid. He gets $35 million guaranteed. Going into his current deal, he had no dollars guaranteed. And now he gets. He goes from zero to 35. He goes on a new team. And, you know, if I may be blunt about it, I mean, he quit his team late in the season. He wanted a new contract. And you know what? He got it. So here we are, fellas. I mean, Antonio Brown is officially a Raider. He's not a Niner. He's not a Cardinal. He's not in the NFC West. But it still has some tricklings because, I mean, I don't know, man. It seemed like he really liked the idea of being in the Bay Area. It's just uh, this wasn't the Bay Area team that I had anticipated. Right, T.O.?
0: Yeah, totally. It was um, kind of a surprise, but there were reports prior to him signing that, you know, the Raiders were in the mix. And it kind of made sense because they had um, all these draft picks to offer. Um, you know, they they had ample salary cap space, so... It's no surprise, but I think that what I was most surprised about is what what it's forgot in return. Like in my opinion, that they got the Raiders got great value in Antonio Brown. Just the like you said, the kicker is the guaranteed money that that could um, hurt him or hurt the organization moving forward. But um, something to think about too, like the contract is just you know obviously it's large, but when when they move over to Nevada, they have very low sales. Income tax,
1: right?
0: So I'm I'm sure that's that has been taken into account um, with that contract and you know Antonio Brown agreeing to to
1: play for the Raiders. So, and here here's the thing. No, I mean, yeah, I mean to trade Antonio Brown, it didn't from dollars and cents. This doesn't make sense for them to move Antonio Brown because here's the thing: it, this upcoming year, that's twenty million dollars in dead cap space that's going to go hitting them for 2019 if you guys didn't know the details trading Antonio Brown is going to cost the Steelers 20 million dollars for them originally with their current deal you could stretch it out so the the hit wouldn't be that bad because they just gave him an extension but to trade him this quickly after the extension that they had originally gave him it becomes 20 million dollars in dead cap space Which really means, I mean, they really wanted Antonio Brown out. And you're talking about a a future Hall of Famer, uh, you know, I mean, look, I mean, his numbers don't lie. He has produced and, you know, he's going to be 31, but he still has, I'd say, like a good three, four seasons left in him of good quality football. So, I mean, I don't know. There's that and then there's obviously this running back, Le'Veon Bell, where he didn't shoot. He didn't even play The season period, last season, he cost them $14 million on the cap. And that is $14 million that they could have spent last free agency on another player. And may I remind you that the Steelers didn't even make the playoffs last year. They actually lost to the Raiders last year at Oakland. So, I mean, something is kind of awry. And, um, I don't know. Do you think that? What are your thoughts about that? Because, I mean, you had the killer bees. You had Big Ben, Le'Veon Bell... Antonio Brown and now you just have one son of a bitch, which is Big Ben.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean that the whole last season is, is uh all these internal issues were starting to surface and it became pretty obvious in uh in Pittsburgh and you know, if you've been following the NFL, you're pretty aware of the the whole Big Ben and how he's not uh he's not a real leader. He throws his players under the bus. It's never his fault. And you know, the organization just kind of Turned into, you know, whatever Big Ben says Kind of built us well with it And I can see where the frustration Comes from, because, you know, that that's You know, you gotta get The skilled players, too, kind of executing And, you know, the quarterback If, if it's never his fault, that's, you know that's, that's unfair work environment In my opinion
1: It's just a weird episode For the Steelers, because, I mean, here's the thing and I, You know, I've read plenty of articles About this, including my own Thoughts with it, but I mean you know, it's not like the Steelers were a dynasty per se. I, I know that they won two Super Bowls and their first Super Bowl was w- with Big Ben like, uh, like nearly 10 years ago. But it's not like, you know, I wouldn't consider them necessarily a dynasty like the Patriots, for example, where they're consistently in the playoffs. I mean, shoot, they those Steelers teams, they've lost to some pretty, uh, I mean... Under center, they've lost to – I'm sure you remember this. Uh, in overtime, they lost to Tim Tebow on the Broncos. They lost to Blake Bortles, yeah. the Jaguars. I mean, these teams, I mean um, – yeah, man. I mean, these teams have been, I won't say underwhelming, but you catch my drift. I mean, they've only been – it's not – what do you have to show for it right now? Because now you have Big Ben, and he's on the – Tail end of his career. I mean, a couple of years ago, he actually even said that he might think of retiring, and now he's back. Mm-hmm. He gets what he wants, which is it's his team, and he's they lost their best players essentially at the skilled positions on on the on the offense. Hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a uh, you know, all good things must come to an end eventually, and you know, usually when something like an empire or like a you know the, the Steelers run usually all the skeletons come out of the closet, right? People start saying this. They, they leave the garbage at the door, basically. Right. So. And th- this is what's happening now. So, I mean, luckily, we don't have to deal with, with, uh, with the Steelers. Uh, yeah. It's, it all came to an end, and we'll see. We'll, and we'll see what Pittsburgh does with those draft picks, because now they, have, they just added two, um, two draft picks in a pretty deep uh, wide receiver class and also um, whatever whatever other position they
1: need to fill. But just the weirdest part about this was like this entire process, a first rounder, no, not a first rounder, at least a second rounder. Oh, what? The Raiders are still in the mix. Okay, they have three first round picks, so maybe they're going to trade one of their later first round picks. And so everyone was kind of waiting for that. And then they're saying, oh, the Niners in the mix, so maybe they might trade their second Uh, Cardinals okay maybe that'll happen but at the end of the day a third and fifth round pick uh, that kind of shows how desperate the Steelers were to to get rid of him Um, and obviously Mm -hmm. they tried to do it with Buffalo that didn't consummate and so they were I won't say they're kind of cornered in but it it really does show I mean a third and fifth round pick for all pro wide receiver Antonio Brown fellas I mean that's it is it is what it is I, I just um I just can't believe it yeah, I had to rub my head around it, but and all good. Yep. And the last thing, alright, just to conclude this with Antonio Brown with the Raiders. Mm. So they, they traded away Khalil Mack, they traded away Amari Cooper. They're rebuilding, but at the same time, they get Antonio Brown. So I, I'm assuming that they're going to roll with Derek Carr as their quarterback. I won't say they're necessarily win now, but they're going to be in Vegas next year. I mean, I guess they're trying to sell tickets, they're trying to build but kind of competes and justify the season ticket holders? Is that the game plan to you?
0: Yeah, that's what, you know, we had to talk about this and that's what it seems like, you know, after such a disappointing last year and then the off season of everything that Gruden did pretty much gutting the team, they, they needed to get back on the map and I think, you know, Davis knew that, Gruden knew that and I think we're starting to see the beginnings of how he envisions the Raiders. He pretty much gutted that whole team and now he's... Uh, yeah, now they, now it's the building time, but only one year in Oakland. They're going to be in Vegas next year, so that's um, you know. And I guess enjoy it while you while they
1: have them here. <laughs> Do you think Antonio? All right, Antonio Brown. He was like uh, he was well behaved most of his career. I mean, obviously, not so much this, like the last couple months to get this trade down. So is Antonio Brown going to be good moving forward? I mean, hey, he got paid. He's out of Pittsburgh. He's in Oakland, which is going to be Vegas, which is going to be super lit for him because Vegas is Vegas. And so there's that. And then there's, you know, the John Gruden franchise, the John Gruden era. He's calls all the shots. He's very, he's very much a personality in his own right. Um, I don't know. I mean, do you think they're going to mesh well or do you think you get what I'm saying? Right?
0: Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean... Antonio Brown, he's he's still in his in his prime. His stats show up for it. So I don't think he's gonna have a problem, especially with good he's you know I think he's gonna fit fine in that in that offense. So we'll just see what version of Derek Hart we're gonna get this year. And if Derek Hart can even stay healthy. I just remember last year, like early in the season he like broke his back or something, like super early in the season.
1: So this is a big, well, it'll be if they do roll with Derek Carr and they don't trade for like Kyler Murray or some other shit like that. I mean, this should be a very telling, very telling season for the Raiders because not only did they trade for Antonio Brown, they also signed a couple other guys in free agency. Uh, Jonathan Hankins to a two-year deal. I just heard via Twitter that LaMarcus her former safety of the Rams, um, he's on a four-year deal now with the Raiders. And then, yeah, now, now they got some protection too. Former Niner. Trent Brown, actually, he was the biggest acquisition that I saw to start this morning. It's Trent Brown. He was with the Patriots, tackle with the Patriots, and, uh, yeah, he was on the left side. Uh, but that motherfucker got paid. He is now the highest offensive lineman in the league. Four years, $68 million, with $36.5 million guaranteed. And T Up, I know that you know him very well during his time with the Niners. Um, he was, like, a seventh-round pick out of Florida. Uh, he, you know, he's he's shown his ability to be a good pass blocker, a big guy, but not so much in the run game. He's not too mobile. Um, I don't know. You know, he had a good season with the Patriots, but I don't know if this really justifies him being the number one offensive lineman. And this is over Nate Solder and a couple of the, of the other bigger contracts in the league. He is number one right now. I mean, what's Aet up? Yeah, no, you, you
0: already know me. Uh, I was a huge Trent Brown fan. He. He was a freaking body for for the offensive line, and he I contributed a lot of Frank Gore's success to to Trent Brown, and you know he created those gaps for him, and he also protected uh um you know the quarterback in the backfield. So that's a great pick up. I think every penny he deserves
1: because he is um, he's a beast. You think so? You think every penny? I. I, I guess conversely, you know, he had Tom Brady under center this past year who obviously, you know, he has a very quick release and he doesn't get hit too much. And so that's that's also a factor. And then there's also the factor that, hey, he had a great offensive line coach. Um, that's, you know, I, I could say that his success has to do a lot with the system per se. Uh, that's, that's where I'm coming from, but. Um,
0: yeah, uh, I mean, man, you, you got to look at, you can't take each season under a microscope, I think, overall in his career. Like you said, he was he was in the seventh round. Um, he went to a Niners team, which was... He was drafted by a Niners team that definitely needed his, his help. And he stepped up to the occasion. And when... I think Niners pretty much gifted him to the Pats, right? Yeah, it was, it,
1: like it, a, uh, it was like a homie deal after the JBG trade, you know?
0: Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we traded him for like a fifth rounder or something. And... You know, he worked his butt off and he, you know, he made it through that uh, all the way to the Super Bowl. And I'm sure some credit has to be given to, you know, the way that the Patriots run the system. But, I mean, as a player looking at it by just um, him slowly, I think he deserves it. He's uh, And, you know, offensive linemen, it's, they're a hot commodity nowadays. And you've got to pay a top dollar to protect a quarterback. So I think what his salary is just a direct um, – Relationship to the to the growing need for offensive lineman, you got to pay them. All right, all right, man. Well, uh, that's that's my two cents.
1: I can agree to we can agree to disagree, but having said that, I just I just find it interesting where a couple weeks ago, John Gruden had called out Colby Miller, who they took in the first round last year, top fifteen pick, and they were just saying, "Hey, he's going to be our Pro Bowl, you know, future Pro Bowl left tackle of the future." And then they sign, um, you know, they sign Trent Brown to a big deal to be the left tackle. So they're gonna slide Col- Colby Miller back to the right side. And in my opinion, it kind of shows that maybe they, well, obviously that they don't have full confidence in Colby Miller on the left side. Maybe over time, but you get what I'm saying. I think that this move in particular kind of patches up. I won't necessarily say a mistake of Colby Miller. But, you know, maybe he's not as good as originally anticipated on, on the advertisement, you know. and that go- Oh, yeah, for sure. And that segues to the Niners where, you know, if you don't draft the right player and you put, you know, especially a first-round pick and you invest on him heavily, if it doesn't work out, a lot of times you'll see general managers pay top dollar to essentially replace their mistakes, and that is what is going on in San Francisco because the Niners, obviously you know about Reuben Foster. He's no longer with the team. He was a first-round pick. Character issues didn't go well. They cut him. They had to cut him. And now he's on the Redskins. And so, yeah, outside of Trent Brown, the other big deal that everyone's talking about today is Quan Alexander, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, middle linebacker. He's probably going to play the Will spots with... Um, with Fred Warner at the mic spot, and so yeah, he gets four years, fifty-four million dollars, with twenty-seven point five million dollars guaranteed, making him the highest-paid off-ball linebacker. And the interesting thing to note is, I don't know who's the general manager—is it John Lynch or is it Trent Baalke? Because he is coming off an ACL injury, so I don't know when he's going to be ready to play because he got hurt mid-season, you know, tee up. So I'll just here. That's that's the facts. Uh what say you about this, Tom? Uh
0: I remember when when they just signed it and then the first thing that I sent to you was specifically what team A C L. Yeah. Right. And it's and we just had like this weird flashback like, Oh God, are we are we going back to this trend again? And um you know, Niner Fans We and we're we're wanting that big move. You know, we, we want that uh the big acquisition and the first, the first big move that the Niners do is is get a linebacker, and I mean, if he could stay healthy, and if he could produce the way that he's producing in Tampa Bay, then great take, awesome take. But there's still a question mark because obviously he's coming off that injury, and that his salary is um, comes with high
1: expectations. So pros, Quan Alexander. 24 years old he's actually younger than reuben foster which is oh shit like you know he's been in the league he's getting his second contract and he's still younger than reuben foster okay so that's kind of a a good replacement per se uh, over reuben foster um speedy backer he's a little bit undersized per se if you look at him but then again in today's nfl maybe undersized linebackers like casey Wright for example on the seahawks maybe undersized is the norm now I know that a lot of times they're Mm -hmm. going to be in nickel, meaning that you're not even going to have the Sam linebacker on the field. Most likely, it's going to be Quan Alexander and Fred Warner only in terms of linebackers on the field anyways. So there's that. He's a rangy backer, fast. Um, There's that. Uh, He made the 2017 Pro Bowl before his injury, which shows that he has the talent. But I I don't know. Just taking a step back with general manager John Lynch, I mean, the eight top dollar... To Kyle Juszczyk, a.k.a. Juice, making him considerably the top paid fullback. Uh, they did the same thing with Jarek McKinnon, who was a part-time player with the Vikings. And he has yet to play it down w- with the Niners. And there's, there's actually some rumors that the Niners might go ahead and sign Le'Veon Bell, which would be very foretelling. And then now you give top dollar to Quan Alexander, where I, I don't know. It's just weird. John Lynch, I, I get it. If you like your players... Don't get me wrong, get your guys, but it doesn't even seem like they're competing with any other teams. It seems like they're just competing with themselves. I mean they're just paying extra not almost exorbitant amounts of money, but they're paying a little bit more than what the market should command, especially for like a linebacker coming off an ACL injury. You catch my drift. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. I guess another player that's in the mix, like he just got is Anthony Barr. He's day he uh agreed to
1: side with the Jets yeah and he's going to the Jets and another one yeah. yeah I would have liked him actually I, I would have preferred him over Quan Alexander because I think that he would have some pass rushing ability uh Quan Alexander he's a three down player but he's not a pass rusher by any means you know
0: mm-hmm. yeah I, I mean Quan Alexander something I did see is in his first two seasons I think he has a total of Nine interceptions, I believe. So he does—he does job back in coverage a lot, and he's—he's a missile when he comes down when he's uh, tackling downfield, coming head-on. So um, I guess that's you know, I, I, I get where they're coming from. I get the scheme and they're trying to plug in the holes, but I think they could have focused their efforts at another position, for example, um, a quarterback, or maybe uh, get a, a vet free safety those were obviously two holes in our system last year. But it, it just shows, too. It's like, you know, when we lost Ruben Foster last year, that was, was pretty devastating. And especially that, you know, he, he got in trouble. We let him back. He got in trouble again. Then he cut him. You know, that does something to the, to the organization. And they, they want to address that. And I think we were in a good place. If, if, you know, if Ruben Foster um, stayed out of all his troubles, you know, and he stayed healthy. Yeah, we'll never know. Right?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is why they're they're paying Alexander because they made a mistake. He didn't work out. So shit happens, and this is this is mm-hmm. what you have to do to patch it up, right?
0: And by the way, um, Quan Alexander, he had all his teammates saying that he has like he's a leader in the locker room. He has great character, no off the field issues. Um, and when he got hurt last year. Uh, Mike Evans said, you know, losing him is so big because he's just such a leader on the field and off the field, and we're going to miss him. So, you know, Shanahan Shanahan is a high-character guy. So this is, you know, it aligns with what
1: um, coaching staff is looking for. Okay, well, hopefully his best years are to come. He's going to be 25 this upcoming season. He's not even in his prime. He's still, like, getting there and... I mean one thing that I am a bit concerned about him is he, he's a very fast linebacker and maybe this is the reason why cuz he's always on the field he's a three down linebacker but uh you saw you saw the numbers he's got a lot of missed tackles actually in space right right to you mhm yep mm-hmm. that's
0: that's true and um I'm sure there's some sort of you know you you could make you create a relationship about you know being on the field three down back he's always he has a nose for the ball he's always around the ball and Sometimes maybe his defensive line is not providing the help that he needs, and then he's just stuck on his heels in open field tackles, which is it's a craft.
1: Yeah, it's tough. And no
0: one is perfect at it. So that could be part of it, too. Um, but hopefully that changed. that you know he reduces that missed tackle stat because that was uh, a growing concern throughout last season for the Niners for sure.
1: I will say this, though, uh, for him to be a rangy, speedy linebacker, pairing up him with Fred Warner, it really does show where linebackers are going in the NFL because, well, especially actually even in the NFC West because you got Todd Gurley with Sean McVay's offense. Obviously, you have Kyle Shannon as well. But the Seahawks, um, the Cardinals, they all run, well, especially the Cardinals now since they got... Uh, Kingsbury, but they they run a lot of outside zone. They lot of they run a lot of stretch run plays, and so you need rangy, quick linebackers to get to the ball, right?
0: Yep. And looking at it this side, I think having Quan Alexander is much better than seeing Bro Mitchell get dropped back in coverage. And oh. I know you remember that. <laughs> what is number ninety doing in the backfield? I mean,
1: what are you, what you are know, Johnny covers for. Just because they don't have Earl Mitchell doesn't mean they won't drop back a defensive tackle into the coverage. They still have the same yeah. <laughs> defensive coordinator, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That, that
0: was just so peculiar looking, seeing that last year. But yeah, definitely
1: uh, head scratcher. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear you. Okay. Well, okay, so there's, there's Niners, and I think right now that's the biggest acquisition for day one. Uh, another thing that happened during the weekend. And I mentioned that Lamarcus Joyner, who was with the Rams, they franchised him last year. They let him at, go as a free agent. So he signs with the Raiders. So his replacement for the Rams, it's, uh, it's Eric Weddle. And I'm sure you're aware of him during his time with the Chargers when he was in L.A. Uh, but then he, he played with the Ravens. He's going to be 34 years old now. So it's not the same Eric Weddle of old, but I mean, he's still a crafty player. Uh, Eric Weddle goes back to LA, not with the Charges, but he goes to the Rams. Two years, ten and a half million dollars, with about five and a quarter, five and a quarter million dollars guaranteed, and he uh, takes over at the free safety spots. Uh, initial thoughts on that. I mean, I know he's thirty-four, but uh, it's it's kind of a nice signing. Yeah, I mean, it's not that bad. Actually, it's a
0: great signing. Um, <laughs> two, three more years left in him. And the way that um, Wade Phillips has his defensive scheme, it's, it'll be so simple where he doesn't even have to think. And he has he has great uh, defensive backs that will, um, you know, help him out when he's uh, in double coverage. So, it just perfectly and it makes sense too because I, you know, we really knew they weren't going to pay Joyner join it. They were going to let him go. So, you know, decent replacement and his leadership and his experience, you know, do you guys that,
1: that comes with a on that's, um, can't really the price on that. Yeah. It's actually, um, from a veteran leadership perspective, I mean, you have him, you have Akeep Tlaib, you have, um, you know, Marcus Peters, you have, you know, it's it's not a bad, it's, it's, a, it's a nice, gritty group, I mean, a little bit of personality, uh, they can certainly, their secondary wasn't all that either, so, I mean, you know, I, I get adding, uh, a good veteran, especially at a, at a discounted price because, I mean, he's still, still a good amount of money, but um, it's a good name. It's a good name to put there for the secondary to replace LaMarcus Joyner. Yeah, so, okay, there's that. And then let's see, what else happened with the Rams? Uh, I was pleasantly surprised, but at the same time, I, I mean, they did trade for him. Um, Dante Fowler, they traded for him last it wasn't even the off season. It was during the season. It was literally like mid season. They traded for him like
0: before the playoffs.
1: Yeah, actually, shoot, oh, like three quarters into the season. So they gave up like a mid mid round pick to get Dante Fowler, former first round pick. Um, you know, an edge guy. And yeah, they gave him a, a one-year. I think it was like a eleven mil, eleven million dollar deal, a a, a, a deal, I guess. But just to keep him on board, I mean, you know, I, I like it. I was actually, I even heard the Niners or a couple other teams were looking into him, but he settled for a, a one-year, nice little eleven million dollar deal. A good, a good, um, a good welcome back deal. I, I don't know. What, what's your take on that?
0: Yeah, I think it's. Uh yeah, welcome back, you Neil. Know. I think it's good, um, you know keep the chemistry going on um, in that front seven. Keep the chemistry going. Um, he didn't do he didn't do that well last season. I think he could have. Uh, there were areas where he, he didn't shine, but there were many areas too where he did shine. So good time, I think um, they're trying to keep it in house. They you know, obviously they're going to uh, try to go for it one more time.
1: Yeah. He, I mean, he had a couple of nice plays. I remember against Seattle late in the season, he had a nice strip sack against Russell Wilson. Uh, and that's the most notable play that I remember him, you know, on, on the Rams. Um, he had a co- the Dallas game. Dallas game. He, he played very well as, you know, I, I understand he had that,
0: it. Yeah, he had that sack.
1: He did have that sack. That's right. He did have that sack on, on Dak Prescott. So, I mean, if you're going to trade a mid round pick for him you might as well get him for another year i mean you would hope so right to get a, yeah you know a return yep. on your investments uh there's that um, yeah what are their dbs uh is it to keep to live Talib yeah
0: or peters i think one of them
1: is a free agent though no? let me double check it might be peters i think peters has another year left on his deal uh shoot, it's a kid. Uh, nope they're they're still under contracts from what I understand. So okay. okay. Kip Talib, he has or he's got eight million dollars left, one year left on his deal. And let's do Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters. Uh shoot, where are you, Marcus Peters? Uh, he has one year left, nine million dollars, and so. Okay, so okay. nine years to Peters, nine, uh, nine, nine, nine years, nine million to Peters, eight million to to leave. And they are, uh, yeah, this is their They're, they're, they're That's very value,
0: by the way, for those two guys.
1: Yeah, it's not Holy bad. Cow. It's not bad at all. So, I mean. The yeah. brand,
0: they lost Mark Barron, too, right?
1: He released him, actually. <laughs> That's a good reminder. Yeah,
0: they released
1: him. They should have released him. Yeah, I mean, he was kind of overpaid to begin with, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you know, he, he was a good player, but. I think. Uh, they
0: really need a linebacker
1: now. Yeah, they do. I know. That's that's something that they kind of skimp on. And yeah, let me see. Mark Barron, he had. A, uh, I, I can't find it anymore. Uh, he had a, a five year, $45 million deal that they gave him. And so when they released him, they saved about $6.3 million, which makes sense. So, yeah, which makes sense. Yeah. Team did he go on? Uh, he's still a free agent. Oh, it's okay. Okay. Yeah, he's still a free agent. So, I mean, I would expect the Rams to upgrade the, the linebackers to some capacity. I don't know if they're going to invest a lot of money, but you know, I could see them doing yeah. that. Yeah. So, okay, that's for the Rams. Yeah,
0: I, I, you know, if I if was Rams front management, um, you, you gotta go you gotta go all in this year
1: because uh, God's contract is coming up. I thought Charles. they were, I thought they already went all in, right? No, no. I mean, all right. Another thing too. I think Sue's a, a free agent. Let me let me double check that. I think Sue. Is, I I believe you're right. Yeah. So, of course, at the same time, that should save some cap to make another move.
0: Are they going to resign him? What do you
1: think? Um, there are reports that. They are not So he got 14 million dollars Last year uh, Yeah I. From what I understand They're, they're not gonna Retain his services I mean 14 million dollars For one year was nice But You know People gotta get paid And they're gonna do Other moves too I mean especially Since they gave right. 11 million dollars To Dante Fowler I just don't see That happening You know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah So I mean We'll, we'll see We'll see for that Uh, Did they
0: use their franchise tag?
1: They have not. They have not. Hmm. The Niners, they did a tag on Robbie Gold, the kicker. Uh, Seahawks, they did the franchise tag on Frank Clark, the edge pass rusher. Uh, Yeah. And I don't think the Cardinals have anyone good enough to tag, to be honest with you. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so there's that for the Rams. Seahawks, we'll, we'll talk about the Seahawks. I mean, Frank Clark as of right now they tagged him they're going to try to give him a, a long-term deal that's to be determined he said that if you tag me like this year's okay but if you tag me again like i'm not going to sign it um so yeah. m- most likely he's going to be on for at least this year uh mike davis running back for the seahawks also former niner former practice squad type of player good for him he goes to the bears two years six million dollar deal i mean he finally gets some mm-hmm. some real money Good for him. I always appreciate a grinder like that. Uh, but outside of that I haven't really heard, well yeah, they haven't really signed anyone yet then, then again, it's like the start of free agency. Uh, their, their nickel guy, Justin Coleman, who is also a former Patriots player on the practice squad, he pretty much goes to the Detroit Patriots he signs a three year deal with the Lions, reuniting with Patricia, so that that's cool uh, I, I don't really have much to say about the Seahawks right now, I mean um the only thing that that's kind of yeah. top, top of mind would be Earl Thomas free safety and he he might get paid some pretty good money now that you know Tyron Matthew, Landon Collins, uh, a couple uh, of
0: huh? Yeah,
1: Landon Collins got a 6 year 84 million dollar deal, 45 million dollars guaranteed. Tyron Matthew got 3 years 42 million dollars, $14 dollars million annually. Not bad guys, not bad for safeties by the way. So uh, you would expect that Earl Thomas is going to get paid, you know, at first I was thinking like 10 to 12, but, you know, with Lennon Collins' a strong safety getting that much money, I mean, you can make a case that he might get, you know, $15 million annually, maybe even more. Um, it's not necessarily Seahawks per se, but, I mean, what's your take on Earl Thomas right now?
0: I think, you know, after what happened last year, he has to, you know, he's he has to protect himself and he's going to do, he's only going to find if the, if the if the fit is right, you know a lot, a lot of uh, reports that Dallas is really interested, but they're interested in him, but they're not interested in money aspect of it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We never know. Maybe, maybe the Niners make a play for him, and and uh, Malcolm Smith and Sherman could could recruit him. See what happens.
1: Are you kind of discouraged that you haven't really heard that much Earl Thomas talking with Niners or like? You know the best term that we always hear, Earl Thomas, yeah. link to no, Niners. Are like, does it disappoint you that you're not hearing that on Twitter?
0: <laughs> no, not really. I mean, at this point, I think Earl Thomas knows his, knows where he's wanted. It's him, just you know, talking to his agent, talking to his family, seeing what the right move would be. He knows. He knows. He's it's he's he's smart. I don't think he's a lot of these. You know, a lot of these acquisitions. Uh, like commitments, they come out of love field too. Like there was no reports that they even met. And all of a sudden it's like, boom.
1: Yeah. Shit happens. So-and-so
0: plans to sign with that team. Right. But he wants to keep it under wraps, you know? Okay. All right. And you never know. Maybe like Sherm, you know, he has, we'll hear, I've seen his agency starts. He has meetings set up with all these teams. And then all of a sudden he just goes to one trip. Like Sherm goes to the Niners. He never left.
1: Done deal. Done deal. It's true. I always kind of forget. I mean, it's Monday. Free agency hasn't technically started. There's still plenty of time. I know that right now everyone's Pretty. making the headlines for the, the first day of, like, talking to each other. So, I mean, there's still plenty yeah. more ahead. Still plenty more ahead. Uh, okay, so there's that. Rams. Last thing. Last but not least. I mean, not even free agency. But let's just talk a little bit more. So, the last podcast we did with you, me, and, and Rory, Boy, we were talking about, like, The possibility of like the Cardinals actually shoot like drafting Kyler Murray, Oklahoma quarterback, with the first overall pick. And then that actually, Mm -hmm. it's been confirmed by like multiple sources after the combine that hey, that shit is going to happen that they are going to draft back to back quarterbacks in the draft um, and trade Josh Rosen. I've heard that, you know, he might get traded for a third round pick or whatever. I heard the Redskins were in the mix for him. But then the Redskins traded for Case Keenum. Uh, and then now I've been hearing that, hey, Josh Rosen's our guy. Oh, I'm not necessarily saying he's our guy, but they haven't really done much. Um, and interestingly enough, I mean, they do sign Terrell Suggs. I know he's like 38 years old, he's from the Ravens, he's an edge pass rusher. Uh, they signed him to like a one year deal. He went to Arizona State, he has Arizona ties, and so it's a nice little homecoming for him. Does this signal that they are still going to draft Kyler Murray at the first overall pick? Or is this just, you know, for depth purposes where, you know, you can still have Nick Bosa at the, at the first overall pick and have Terrell Suggs, mm-hmm. right? And they have uh, Chandler Jones. I mean, what what say you about this? Read the tea leaves, tea up. Uh, you know, yeah. Um, you know,
0: Terrell Suggs having the, the ASU roots, basket for him. You know, the, Cardinals are hard to read right now. I mean, all the reports are saying that it's going to be Kyler Murray, right? He's the guy. But has Arizona actually outright said that they're going to draft Kyler Murray? uh, I don't know. They could just, you know, go against the grade and and draft Josh Allen or Nick Bosa and just fuck everything up. I mean, (laughs) It's all chaos.
1: Maybe they're just doing this to drive up the value so someone will trade up and just be like, no, they, they actually might draft a quarterback instead if you don't trade with me
0: totally that's you, man I mean there's like what we still have three or four weeks until the draft anything can happen Kyler Murray hasn't even had his pro day yet yeah that's right that should be coming up in a week or two so um but you know for damn sure Cliff Kingsbury is gonna be at that pro day <laughs>
1: oh hell yeah oh hell yeah so I don't know a nice signing for Terrell Suggs but that doesn't necessarily flag out that hey they, they don't want Nick Bosa right
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, I didn't
1: look at it that way I mean That's, he, that's a good point It's not like Terrell So I, I don't really envision him being like a three down player to begin with Especially at this point in his career You could still have Bosa and Zugs. Mm-hmm. And you have Chandler Jones um, nothing.
0: They did lose, didn't um,
1: James Barnes
0: Didn't he He
1: leave. They released him Josh Klein, he got released He was a Yeah, so Yeah Middlebacker
0: I think that they, it, it's, it could be a
1: replacement, you know? Yeah. Okay. Any other thoughts about the Cardinals right now? I mean, right now they've been kind of mum, but at the same time, yeah. I, I didn't really expect them to be too active in free agency just because I, I'd rather, you know, build and, you know... They, they got the
0: number one draft pick. You know, they they have uh, You know, They're kind of they're in a place where they're, the ball's in their court and what are they going to do with it?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right, so... Okay. Well, T, up. Anything else top of mind? I mean, that's pretty much, quote unquote, that's it. But yeah, we're in like day one of like the time where teams can talk to players, and technically free agency mm-hmm. starts on Wednesday, so we have still a lot more ahead. I mean, shoot, when we end this podcast, more likely than not, we're gonna find out that Earl Thomas signed with like, I don't know, the Bills or some other shit like that, just because that's how Twitter works. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Are you still early? Great first day. It was enjoyable.
1: Let's do it again. Fair enough. All right, guys. Well, hey, to my loyal listeners, appreciate it. By the way, we're on Spotify, which is fucking awesome. We're still on iTunes. Hey, so, Just the West and NFC West Podcast Twitter at Just the West. Instagram at Just the West. And, of course, my blog, www.justthewest.com. T up. I appreciate your time, man.
0: The warriors, man. All right, Can't wait sh- to
1: talk to you again. For sure. Till next time, guys. We out here. Peace
0: We are-